You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Back in episode 47, we talked to a lady who would get very clear messages from the afterlife in her dreams. So I thought we could dig a little deeper in our conversation today. I'm curious about you. Have you had loved ones show up in your dreams? Do you brush them off that they were just a dream or do you feel like they were really signs from them? I've done a bit of research into dreams as I've had bunches of nightmares in my life. The best explanation I've heard is that in dreams, we work out emotions that are things we're dealing with in our daily life. So our subconscious mind is just trying to work them all out. For instance, I've had fearful dreams that I'm driving up a very steep hill and I don't think I'm going to make it. I've also had dreams that hundreds of people show up for dinner and I haven't even begun to start cooking yet. When I wake up, I know they're just dreams. And in my life, there are things that I'm fearful of or that I feel worried about, that I can't get done, that feeling of overwhelm. So I simply just brush it off that it's my subconscious mind, and I roll over and go back to sleep. But dream visitations from loved ones are something completely different. They feel clear, real. You feel love, and you remember them clearly. They are one way of our loved ones to let us know that they're okay, and that they still live on. I've spoken with several people who have had a clear dream about a loved one that is still alive, or they think they're still alive. They've woken up to look at the clock, only to find out later that that precise loved one has passed at that exact time. Personally, I rarely have dreams of my loved ones who have passed. Sometimes I do, but they aren't clear, and sometimes they're not positive. And when that happens, it's still part of our subconscious mind trying to work things out. It's easy to remember that if you have a positive, loving, and clear dream, that's our loved one from the afterlife. If you have a negative dream where you're feeling bad and it's hard to remember, well, that's our subconscious mind. It is said by many that when we sleep, our ethereal body travels back home visits with our loved ones in the afterlife, and remembers who we really are, souls having a human experience. And the reason we don't remember it is that if we did, we'd want to stay there with them. But this life is valuable. There's much to do, and there's much to learn, and much to experience. So the place for us is here, for now. 
Today, I want to introduce you to Louis Monero and get into the conversation about out-of-body experiences and the afterlife. I've had a handful of experiences in my life knowing that I'm still just lying in bed, ready to go to sleep, but I felt like I was transported to another place, like flying over the mountains and feeling the wind on my face. These kind of experiences are as vivid and real as the life I'm experiencing right now. They don't last long, though, because the moment I realize, like, oh my gosh, this is cool, the experience just goes away. When my mind kicks in, everything disappears. I also had a time where I was just about to take a nap, lying in bed, and I started seeing my grandmother's face, clear as clear could be. And I also heard beautiful piano music in the background. And again, when my mind kicked in that this was so cool, she disappeared. Was this a lucid dream? Was it an out-of-body experience? Was I astral traveling? Can we create these experiences to reconnect with a loved one? Meet Louis Monero. He is the Global Director of Education for International Academy of Consciousness. And you can find out more at iacworld.org. Hi, Louis. Hi, how are you doing, Sandra? <laughs> I'm Thank great. You. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Really a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Could you talk just a little bit about yourself? What happened actually in my case is that I had my first uh, out-of-body experience, which was involuntarily spontaneous when I was 12. And at that time, I didn't know that there was a name for it or, you know, techniques or anything, really. I just had it. It, it was pretty obvious that I was outside my body. What, what do you but, mean? Can you just be a little more specific about sure, that? Sure, like what I, I, that sure. I, like? can, I can tell you the experience. I okay, was uh, sure. in my bedroom and um, I actually had at that time, this was in the early 80s, I had a computer. Uh, maybe listeners are going to laugh at this, but the brand was Atari. <laughs> so it's, it's not a game, actually, but it was it was an actual computer that had a, a basic, you know, the programming language. Right. And I used to come home from school and, you know, um, fool around with it, do little programs, you know, uh, at that age, really just a, a kid playing with the computer. Mm -hmm. And uh, that afternoon, I actually became sleepy and I went to, you know, it was in my bedroom. So I, I lie down in my bed. And maybe about a half an hour later, I remember I was staring at the screen, still with my hands on the keyboard, the way I would always spend sometimes a time thinking about the program. And after a while, it sort of like dawned on me that I remember having gone to bed. And when I realized this, I turned around and I saw my, my body in the bed. And I immediately went into the body. I was a little surprised, but I woke up and I realized I was out there. But I was here, but I was out there. Oh. So I really couldn't make sense of it. But it was very obvious for me that I had been outside my body. But the experience was, you know, so normal, so natural. And I think probably after that, somebody called me to go play soccer. And I just completely forgot it, you know, just like uh, any, any kid that is into a, a hundred different things. Right. But then I kept having them more or less every, no, not too often, you know, every eight months, every year, every year and a half or so. Um, I even remember maybe when I was around 15 or so, 16, even sometimes think, I wish I can have that type of like cool dream, I guess. I really didn't even know what to call them. And it wasn't until I was maybe like 16 or 17 that I read the first book on it. And then that author 
explained that, uh, you know, he called it astral travel mm -hmm. and he had a couple of techniques and everything. And um, really, since I had them since, since an early age, even though I studied chemistry, which sometimes people think that it's a little bit contradictory, you know, the, right. the scientific mind, you know, with the spiritual experiences, so to speak. In my perspective, it's not a contradiction at all. The fact that, you know, we can have these experiences and that we can develop these experiences doesn't mean we need to lose our, our logic, our discernment, you know, our... Uh, our associations of ideas. And actually that even helps outside the body because we keep on being very grounded, very stable, and, you know, uh, always questioning things, being a healthy skeptic. <laughs> you know, even though we, we do a certain amount of research and we try to provide, you know, more like the conventional data about the out-of-body experiences, what we have seen really is that uh, what helps people more, especially in the sense of the, the idea of proof, is that when they have the out-of-body experience, you know, even if the reports or the amount of conventional data hasn't accumulated enough for, you know, the scientific community to conclude that, you know, the out-of-body experiences are real, for the person, it's already real. The person doesn't need to wait, you know, 10 or 20 years, you know, for, yes. for that consensus to be arrived at. So we see the benefits that come to them, you know, by having an out-of-body experience. Yes. Every person I've spoken to who's had a near-death experience or has been with a loved one at the moment of death, and, you know, sometimes the loved ones can actually see through the veil, and they're so awesome that they leave the person living a different kind of life. So that's what it sounds like is, you know, when people have the out-of-body experience, it's like they wake up to some new reality and then they can, they don't have to wait for the consensus to come 20 years later that, oh yeah, that's true. Um, and, and it causes them to have a different kind of life. So coming from your analytical background and out-of-body experiences, how would you describe your thoughts about life after death and that we don't die? Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I would, first of all, I would agree 100%. We certainly don't die, you know, the, um, meaning the physical body certainly is deactivated. Yes. You know, it, it goes away. The physical body is like, a, you know, like a machine, like a vehicle, like a car after so many miles and mm -hmm. there aren't enough uh, spare parts, I guess, to, right? to put in there, you know, that vehicle gets tired and, you know, it passes away. But we, you know, us, the essence, the, the soul, the spirit or the consciousness, as we call it, we keep on living. We keep on having experiences. We can, um, just like in near-death experiences, we can meet deceased relatives. We can encounter other spiritual beings. And we are back in these uh, astral or spiritual planes or dimensions from where we came from, in essence. Something that is interesting about the out-of-body experience, of course, is that the person, just like in the, in the case of the near-death experience, the person can have the experience, verify this on their own, and then come back and continue living their life without necessarily having, you know, uh, fear of death or hesitation because of this, uh, you know, future transition into those realms. Wow. When we are in an out-of-body experience, we feel as aware, as conscious as the waking condition. Yes. After right now, even sometimes, you know, in our, in our classes to our students, I, I sort of like joking, but also trying to put this question out to them for them to see the difference, you know. 
I tell them at this moment, for example, that you're listening to our class or even to our listeners at this moment, you know, when, whenever they listen to this conversation here between us, you know, they can think, you know, am I dreaming this, uh, this show that I am hearing or right. am I aware, awake of it? And of course, I'm sure nobody's going to need to pinch themselves. They all know that they are awake and aware. And then in this same condition, exactly in the same condition, we find ourselves outside the body when we're having a classical, typical OBE. We don't really confuse it with a dream and we don't really confuse it also with being uh, awake. We know that we are in some different kind of state, but very conscious, very, very lucid. And that, by the way, is something that, you know, can be developed, can be learned. Uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit like a sport or like developing any skill. It's, really? It's a matter of, yeah, it's a matter of receiving some information, training ourselves, and the capacity goes on developing little by little, like learning how to read, really, or uh, how to ride a bicycle. Oh, Lewis, we're going to find out more after the break. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Hey, folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people dis appearing in national parks to visit or subscribe just go to youtube and type in coast to coast am official or you can simply go to the coast to coast am.com website and click on the youtube icon at the top it's the official coast to coast am youtube channel you're gonna love this just get on over to coast to coast am.com and start your free listening now this show is sponsored by better help People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash shades. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminous for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminous today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminous. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with out-of-body experience researcher and specialist, Louis Monero. Now, Louis, before the break, you were talking about out-of-body experiences being something that's trainable. I know I've interviewed a ton of people who have had near-death experiences, and those they know are real, they have wonderful experiences, but they go through something really horrible for their bodies. And so it's really nice to hear that you can train people to to have out-of-body experiences because when we get that little taste of we are more then our body, our mind, how can we have just experienced something like this? Suddenly, it makes sense that the afterlife can be real, that we are more than who we think we are, and that our life is for a purpose. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, we obviously also try to to study as much as we can or to gather as much information as we can of the near-death experience. But, um, you know, I sometimes also sort of joke with uh, with the students in the class and I tell them, I promise we won't try any near-death experiences. We'll only <laughs> try the out-of-body experiences that you know, are, are a little bit easier to control and let's say a little bit safer. <laughs> sure. You know, I was when I was watching the video on YouTube, I thought it was going to be real clinical and everything. And then you you know, make a few jokes. And I thought, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> because it can be a heavy subject or something that we don't really understand. But you you put it into regular language. And, um, and you're very real and very caring. So how would someone I mean, obviously, we can go to the IAC website. But I want to learn more of out of body experience. How, how can we learn more? Is it something we need to go away to take a course in? Is it something we can get a book on? Yes, definitely. You know, there are books. I certainly have have my book, you know, uh, Demystifying the Out-of-Body Experience that, you know, people can can purchase, you know, Amazon anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, DIC, we also give classes, you know, all over the world, really. Uh, you know, I'm here in California, so we give classes in Los Angeles, in the Bay Area, but also on the East Coast, in New York, in Florida. London, Australia, really Germany, Spain. Wow. Uh, certainly, people can uh, can contact us, and we also give online classes. 
where, you know, we are able to get to more people, for example, people in cities where they're not that close to the, to an IC center. But, and what we do is we, of course, give them all the instructions and we, then we leave sort of like a lot of the techniques and the exercises as homework. And then the following day, we are, you know, asking them how did it go and trying to give them instructions and ideas on how to improve. And we go on like that, you know, so that they, uh, they're able to, again, to develop their own, their own abilities. Um, you know, in, in that phrase, uh, of course, don't believe in anything, experiment, mm-hmm. have your own experiences. One of the biggest intentions, I guess, behind that phrase is that what we're trying is so that they develop their own experiences so that they don't really have to believe in anything, not even in us, but so that they can really have their own direct observations and see, you know, um, uh, these realities uh, that we are such a part of, really. Yeah, I think within even religion, whatever it is that we're interested in, once we can find our own beliefs, it's like then we can have our own faith in something. And so to give people that experience, their own personal experience, they know what to believe in. And now the fact that I've had these experiences, my whole life has changed. My whole reason for being has changed. My urge to make a difference with a like my life has gotten better and my urge to help my fellow man has been there. And it's been a whole heck of a lot more fun as well. Yes. I was just going to second that because for us, you know, uh, certainly there's the, the research aspect, the scientific aspect, you know, all the things that we need to do in society, you know, mm-hmm. to subsist. But on our opinion, you know, one of the best application uses of any capacity is precisely this to help to to help others, you know, to improve their life. And, you know, um, this is really why we do it. We At the IEC, we're all volunteers. So we, wow. we do this because we see the benefit that comes, you know, to to people, you know, when they learn this or when they access this information. Have you seen people's lives change because they've discovered out-of-body experiences and near-death experiences? Yes, yes, I certainly have. And also, you know, some people, of course, their lives change quite a bit and they didn't know too much about it before. Other people, sometimes they have had experiences that they are not able to understand. And, you know, when they come, they obviously now they can understand them and they can produce them a little bit more. So it helps them also, you know, with many things like, for example, again, even the the main topic here, you know, uh, overcoming the fear of death. Right. You know, also encountering relatives that have already passed away, understanding better what was their initial intention for coming into this physical life, meaning what was it that they had planned for themselves, their life mission, their life purpose. And uh, that as well gives a lot of sense and meaning to their activities here in the daily, daily, in the daily life. Can uh, you talk a little bit more about both of those? I mean, we have myself included, uh, and our listeners, we've, many of us have experienced severe loss of a loved one. And with experience studies that you've done, do mm-hmm. you find that many people do see their loved ones when they've had an experience? I've talked to both kinds of people. Some people see air out in the universe. Some just see colors. Some just see darkness. And right. Right. Are, are there those that do experience their loved ones? 
Yes, yes, absolutely. So there are both kinds, you know, the kind that uh, certainly the experience is a little bit more abstract, maybe I could say, mm -hmm. and the other ones where they actually, they're met by a group of people, some of them they don't recognize, but among those, there are, you know, some relatives that have already passed away and uh, who communicate different things to them, give them different messages, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yes, we, we certainly have, have seen cases like that. And, um, and, you know, with the out-of-party experiences as well, you know, you can oh. be a body and you can find, you know, certain relatives of yours that have already passed away. Really? Uh, that's <laughs> yes, that's that certainly has happened to me, you know. So, um, so yes, and, and I'm not, you know, alone here. Uh, you know, several of my colleagues, students and you know, different people have already had experiences with relatives, you know, that had already passed away. That is phenomenal. One of the things that we that we say that maybe might go along very well with this, uh, mm -hmm. with the purpose of this show is, you know, we, we realize with all these uh, different types of experiences and studies that we really don't lose anybody. And, and I say this because sometimes a big sense of... Um, like the fear of of death comes from the sense of loss and of separation. Yes. And really, in essence, we, we don't. We don't. We When we have out-of-body experiences or when people eventually pass away, you know, you go back and you go and you re-encounter all of these individuals, you know, that have had moved to the non-physical reality a little bit before you. You know, it's almost like moving to another city of sorts. And they are all there. They, you know, uh, all the dear ones. And if you allow me to make a little bit of a joke here, yes. I sometimes say, besides all the relatives that we really miss, that we go and we re-encounter, also, we go out and we see all the ones that we would have hoped not to encounter again. Oh. <laughs> so, that, so that cousin, you know, that we really didn't want to invite to the Christmas party, he's also there. Everybody is there. You know, I, if <laughs> I'm of the hope that some people get a little bit wiser when they cross over. And I know we retain our personalities, but I'd like to think the mean cousin is kind of a little <laughs> bit nicer. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But what you mentioned is correct. You know, we, we do retain our, our personality. We, we are us. We are ourselves. And, uh, you know, and we've, we find our, our relatives and we realize they are also themselves, of course. That's one of the, the main reasons why people do or want to learn, you know, the OBEs because of the encountering of, of uh, loved ones. And, you know, even with the, with the idea of the verification, something interesting about the out-of-body experiences, you can leave the body and you can see something like in cases of near-death experiences, you can see something happening in the physical reality mm -hmm. that when you come back, you can confirm it. And of course, it's not a scientific study that can be replicated. But for the person, it's already, you know, enough, you can, know. Can you give an example of that? Sure, sure. And actually, let me even say so another thing is you can have an out-of-body experience where you leave the body and a friend of yours also leave the body. And then you have a joint experience. And now you come back, both of you, to your body and you both remember. And that takes away the subjectivity. Sure from the experience, because now you can both, you know, compare notes, so to speak. But the other kind is, you know, um, you can leave the body and you can go, for example, see a relative of yours that is alive right now. So you can go see, 
you know, your mother that is there in the kitchen washing the dishes, you know, with her overall of duckies and bunnies. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to give a very detailed uh, example because when mm -hmm. you come back, you can call her and you can ask her, look, were you just washing the dishes with your overall like this and that? And she's going to confirm it. So you can certainly confirm it if you, you know, if you need to. One of the things that many people realize is that when you are in an out-of-party experience, and again, you're aware, awake, conscious, most of the times you go out, you see things, you come back, and most of the times I don't even call anymore because I already know it's true. I don't really need a confirmation because it would be almost like trying to confirm, you know, that I went to work today. If I know I went to work I don't really need to call my colleagues to ask them if it's hey, true that guess I was what? there. <laughs> that is awesome. So not only can we use out-of-body experiences to pay a visit to somebody who's alive and well, and but we can do that to someone we've loved and their physical body's gone, that they've physically died. I mm -hmm. think that's awesome. And that leaves me wondering now, you had mentioned this earlier, about choosing our life and why we're here. And it sounds to me like you're saying that before we got here, uh, maybe we made a decision to come here and learn some things. Is, is that, am I onto right. it? Yes. Looking at the time, Lewis, let's just take a quick break and then you can answer the question when we come back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Louis Monero, who is the author of Demystifying the Out-of-Body Experience, a practical manual for exploration and personal evolution. Louis, before the break, I had asked you about how we plan our lives coming in here. It seems really hard to believe at times when we go through something really awful that we planned it. So I'm not sure I buy into it, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Right, right. And you know, what we see is that it implies different things for different people. But just like in the case of, uh, you know, individuals that have near-death experiences, uh, that they, you know, pass away. And many times they're having this conversation with this being that I'm just generally speaking going to call him the spirit guide. Sometimes in, in those types of experiences, they are shown, you know, why they shouldn't pass away just yet and what other things they still should, you know, uh, should accomplish. Mm-hmm. And, and these are not things necessarily that, you know, the spirit guide is asking them to do, but really the spirit guide is just showing them what were their initial intentions, their initial tasks or projects that they wanted to accomplish by coming into the physical life. And that, you know, obviously they had forgotten or they had gone, you know, into a, into a different trajectory. And it, obviously the spirit guide is showing them that so that they can come back. And now with this, you know, being more aware and with this knowledge, they can choose to go back at doing what they wanted to accomplish to start with. And um, using the out-of-body experience, something that we see is that there is a certain places, let me call them a range of dimensions for now, where we observe that there are people who, before coming into the physical life, they are also planning their main tasks and their main projects and realizations and lessons in the case of of some individuals. Of course, we we start to wonder, you know, and, and or we can gather information outside the body also about what was our intention. Mm-hmm. What was it that we or the reason why we wanted to come into this physical life and and um, go through the human experience? What was it that we wanted to accomplish? Do you have your own answer for that for yourself? Yes, in in my case, you know, uh, one of the the, the main things that uh, I realized that I needed to be doing here and that I am doing here is precisely this work of, you know, trying to help people with their out-of-body experiences to understand, you know, um, that there is more than just simply this physical life. 
And, um, you know, I dedicate a lot of time to this. And like I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a volunteer. We're all volunteers, actually, at the IEC. But we do it with, you know, with a lot of pleasure. We see the, the effects on people, uh, you know, how much their life changes simply because they are able to understand, you know, uh, certain concepts better and also because they're able to develop their own their own abilities they are able to have their own direct observations so um this is certainly a big part of, of mine of definitely my and when you're living your life's purpose i think it doesn't occur as work it's pleasure anytime you make a difference with another human being and see someone's eyes light up or let them have an experience that they've never had i mean that's incredible amount of pleasure yes so that's and- Go ahead. And I'm, and I'm sure, Sandra, that uh, with your show here, a lot of the listeners, you know, as they listen to you and listen to you interview different individuals, I'm sure they have probably the same reaction, that they start to understand much better, you know, that their life, they start to realize, you know, that their experiences, if, you know, maybe they, they haven't understood them so far, but by listening to different interviewers, they start to realize, oh, okay, so I'm not alone. You know, they also had the same experience that I did. That's a big thing, uh, Louis. When I first wanted to write this book, I and I talked to a publisher, I thought they were going to think I was crazy. I mean, I really had it that no one wanted to hear my story, that people would think I'm crazy, that I was completely alone. There was so much fear. And then when I started telling people, since somebody would say, Oh, I had a near death experience or this happened to me or my mother came to me in a dream. Um, or, you know, those kind of things. And once I opened my mouth sharing about it, suddenly other people who have had experiences felt like, well, gee, if Sandra is talking about this, I can tell her my story. So I think it's just an element of fear that we many of us have as human beings it's part of being human to think we're alone to think we're separate but there's so much of this that other people have experienced and it gives me a great deal of pleasure to know that out-of-body experiences are something that not only people share but it can be learned you don't have to be in a car accident you don't have to have your last few breaths of life and be resuscitated to have one of these experiences it's tremendous let me ask you something else about fear because i know fear is something i wake up with most days and there's things i don't want to do has your research has your experience has everything you've learned about uh out of body experiences has it helped you any way or others deal with fear and being able to be courageous because i've got this instinct that when we're not afraid of dying uh we won't right. be afraid of living right and and and, and you're right yes in, in my case really i i don't know if there has been such a difference just because i started having them so young Really, right. I, I, at this moment, I cannot imagine myself uh, without them. So it, it was never really, um, it, it really never came through my mind, the idea of the fear of death. But uh, what I see, for example, from even colleagues or, you know, other people that I've, that I've interacted with is that, yes, it helps them uh, tremendously. 
to to overcome the fear of death. And, um, you know, also sometimes we have certain insecurities or little phobias or um, certain fears, again, some of them not so little, that originate from this basic fear, which is the fear of death and the mm -hmm. fear of dying. And, of course, when people lose the fear of death and the fear of dying, all of these other things have no reason for existing, and they also drop. And the end result is you end up with a person who is much more open and grounded and stable. And you mentioned they're courageous. I, I would even add an adjective there. I would say especially morally courageous. They are able to say things to other people, even though they might be difficult if they realize that they are constructive, where sometimes, right. you know, you are Otherwise, you are hesitating. You don't want to do it. <laughs> exactly. So um, so we see that. We see that people are much more transparent, honest, uh, confident. And all of that really uh, is it's very beneficial for, for individuals for the rest of their life and very hard to measure, you know, because. Oh, sure. How, how do you measure, you know, authenticity in a person? It's it's difficult. We we feel it somehow, but there isn't like a like a ruler, you know, like a like three feet of authenticity versus you know one mile. But uh, but the person realizes even in the even the person itself they realize and they say I am a, I am much more confident now than before. I am much more authentic now than before. I am much more grounded now than before. And you know that obviously it's. It's great to see for, for their life. It is. And I think there's also a level, if you know who you are, and you, I mean, we might not have all the answers, but if we do know that we're this spiritual being here on earth and that our life is for a purpose and we've picked it and that we can't ultimately die, I think some of the little stuff is no longer running our lives. We're no longer thinking of... Uh, we're not maybe complaining so much because we know we're in the driver's seat of our life. You know, we're responsible. Our relationships can be better because we can see the machinery in other people. We can see maybe their humanness. And I think that like you, like me, there's this element of being able to tap into what's really in our heart and then pursue that and make a difference with other people. I talked to one lady who's an inventor that she got out of uh, having her near-death experience. She's now super creative. Once you get to that level of authenticity and vulnerability and you know who you are, I, th I think you can accomplish some great things. Yes. Yes, people definitely become more effective, you know, uh, in their life from that point onwards as they as they have already left behind you know that the fear of death and the fear of dying and you know that that fear is is a little funny in the sense that when we are younger we obviously don't think too much about it because right. statistically it's further away right it's a reality yes. that is much further away but as the decades start to pile up <laughs> um you know and that reality starts to come closer sometimes we still don't talk about it but we we start to spend a lot more time and a lot of our mental space is dedicated to trying to make sense of the fact that us as we know ourselves or as we know ourselves in the physical uh, reality we're going to cease to exist and uh, that's why I think uh, the near-death experiences and the out-of-body experiences are so interesting because when you leave the body, you realize I am more than my physical body. I am more than just simply a citizen of country X or 
I am not only the son of my father and my mother, but we are all, you know, spiritual beings that go way beyond time and space. And, you know, and the person realizes this on their own. And that gives them a sense of identity that is greater than just simply this one life. Well, Lewis, that is so inspiring. Thank you. I know earlier I shared before the episode with the listeners about my experience seeing my grandmother, and I could almost feel her. And then also having the experience of whether I was a bird or whatever, flying over the mountains and being so real with the sun on me, the wind on my face, extra, extra real. And we're going to go into a break now, but I'd like you to think about the answer to this question. Do we still have our five senses after we pass or when we have the out-of-body experience? It's highly controversial. Do we have them or are we just some big ball of light? I know what I believe and we talk about it on this show, but I'd love your opinion when we come back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost? thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. 
you know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with Louis Monero, who is the president of the International Academy of Consciousness. Louis, I asked you to consider about the five senses in the afterlife, and I raised a whole bunch of controversy in one of the chapters of my book, We Don't Die, because I talk about no chocolate in heaven. Oh, and I got people so upset. I really did. And what I was trying to get across is that here on planet Earth, being a human body, we have these five senses. And there are things that we can experience here that they're so rich, they're so vibrant, they're so luscious. The taste of chocolate on my tongue, because I have a human tongue, is amazing. So while I'm sure there's some amazing things in the afterlife, what I was trying to say is to really enjoy and soak up this experience about being human, because it will be different when we cross over. So from what you have found in the interviews you have done, do you have any sense of do we get to retain our five senses when we transition or have an out-of-body experience? The, 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 the senses of the physical body, right? Right. Um, you know, I would say, well, first of all, let me say, I haven't seen any chocolate out there. <laughs> and probably that is the problem, you know, that I haven't seen it out there. But in terms of the senses, really, our senses out there are richer, I would say. You definitely oh, smell, okay. you definitely see, you definitely hear, you can definitely even taste you know, uh, different things, even though you're not eating anything. But uh, sometimes really your, your senses are richer. Sometimes I, I use the word is almost like a, like an intuition, but it's um, a multimedia intuition where you are receiving sensorial input that comes in a visual fashion. And it also comes in um, auditory fashion and in a smelling fashion hmm. and also in a tasting fashion. So you can you can feel all of that. And and uh, certainly these are the the abilities that, uh, you know, let's say the non-physical body or the astral body, as people have traditionally called it. These are the abilities that that body has. It can, it can really sense, you know, everything uh, and even in a much in a much richer fashion. I'm glad you're mentioning this because I got not just about the chocolate, but somebody wrote to me that lost their son and said, do you mean I can't hug them when I get to heaven? To be honest with you, Lewis, I didn't write in the book about that to say that we don't have any senses when we cross over. It was more so while we're on earth, live in the present moment, enjoy the sunrise, listen to the music, enjoy that chocolate on your tongue. You know, that we spend so much time in our own heads and thinking that we miss reality. So it kind of backfired on me, but I just, what were you going to say? You were going to say something along those lines. 
No, but but you're right. Certainly, uh, you know that the uh, sensations outside the body are different. So I, I would certainly encourage people, you know, to enjoy the chocolate <laughs> with moderation, <laughs> uh, but still enjoy it. <laughs> you right. know, sunsets you can get as many as you want. You know, yeah. Um, so the senses are different, just simply outside the body. They, you have different possibilities. So it's good to enjoy the things that are, you know, that we are experiencing here in the physical reality outside the body we can experience even more richer things but they are different they are certainly different the idea that i was going to mention just a moment ago is that these abilities of the astral body to hear to see to smell are actually what while we are inside the body gives rise to disabilities like clairvoyance even remote viewing is actually the normal ability in which the astral body sees. Because when we are outside the body, we can displace our sight to see our friend in Australia right. and come back. It's just that outside the body is very easy. But while we are inside the body, because the physical body restricts us, we need to train ourselves to be able to use that ability while we are inside the body. But some people have clairvoyance, the ability to see, mm -hmm. you know, something non-physical while they are physical. Other people are more predisposed for clairaudience, mm -hmm. and they, they can hear things uh, that are not physical while we are, they are inside the body. Some people have clairgustance, and they can uh, taste things that uh, are more non-physical. Some people have clairolfactance, <laughs> and they smell smells that are non-physical smells. So really, these are all the abilities of the astral body that, again, once we are outside the body, it's like, um, I don't know if I can say uncaged. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's out of the uh, physical envelope. Let's put it this way so as not to call it a cage. <laughs> and then, you know, it can express its, uh, its senses, you know, more, more fully, the astral body. So we, we do have senses. They're, they're very richer, but they're different. They behave differently than the physical reality or than the physical senses. So I would certainly agree with you and encourage people to enjoy, you know, the, the physical life. You oh, know. definitely. But it's nice to hear that there's still going to be a rich sense of experience. Yes. And, and just to, you know, something that you mentioned there that might be interesting to add, for the lady that was asking you if she can hug her son, she can. When we are outside the body, the astral body can go through any physical thing. So really, we can go through walls, uh, even like people who are in near-death experiences, they describe it, that they go through the roof as if it was nothing. And it's exactly the same thing outside the body. Even though you go across or through anything that is more physical or anything from the physical reality, you don't go through yourself. So with one of your hands, you can touch, for example, and you can grab your other hand and your other arm and you can inspect it and you realize that there is something there like a, like a substance, like a mass. It's obviously a different body than the physical one, but you realize that you can, you know, that you're there. And by the same token, when you find somebody outside the body, if you are in the, at the same level, let me say at the same frequency, if you're like in phase, you can touch them and you can hug, hug them and you can shake their hands and, you know, give them a very warm hug. So um, it's absolutely possible. So I don't know if she will be listening to this show, but uh, uh, there's plenty of moms that have lost their children are listening. Yes. I guarantee you that. And it even it makes me happy that I get to hug my dad and my grandmother. 
again. Exactly. What I know I said that was my last question, but it's not. What are you, what's, this one might be, what's the point, do you think, of being here on Earth, having a body, coming here, having these experiences, if we're really some greater creature? Yes, in, in, in a very general sense and maybe a little bit uh, high-end philosophical sense. Okay. It's really learning. It's really developing. It's really uh, being able to overcome the challenges and being able to see them or, or to learn to see them in a, in a constructive sense and uh, to, to move beyond that and to overcome them. But generally speaking, this is um, this is what we see, you know, that um, most people are trying to to um, to develop really be- becoming a better person as well, becoming a better individual. That as well, it's a, it's a very, very big um, key component of that. And what we see is that most people, you know, they develop, they evolve. This that, um, you know, sometimes people like to call popularly of uh, uh, spiritual development or inner growth. Um, we certainly learn a lot in school, in formal education, but I would say what helps people the most to develop personally in, in the sense of inner growth is really life experience. Yes, and, I agree. And not so much, you know, that the titles or the PhDs and, you know, uh, all of this that, of course, physical society values a lot, rightfully so, I would say, but it's, it's, it's something greater. It's more really becoming a better person. Mm, and we learn it better, too, when we can experience something as opposed to just learning something in the classroom. Exactly. When we're- and, 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 you know, sometimes I, I give that that specific example, you know, being out there, you know, without a body is almost like being in college. And then coming here into the physical life is now we sort of like know certain things. Now we come into the hands on trying to really put it in practice. And sometimes it takes us. A few attempts until we get it right. Really. Can, can I borrow that when I talk to people? I think that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> that makes sense. It paints a picture. Yeah. So, you, you, you know, uh, when you leave college and you go to the real world to work, and there is an entire other learning that you need to do that nobody ever sure told me. Is. Oh, thank you so much. I do think um, our time is coming to an end, though. But, Louis, thank you from the bottom of my heart for opening up a, a new doorway that I didn't even know existed. My pleasure, Sandra. Really, this is this is what we do. So I thank uh, you oh. for the opportunity. Yeah, and I just want to explore more. So for our listeners, you can visit the IACworld.org. That's correct, right? www.iacworld.org. Yes, yes, and, that, is, that is correct. Tell me the name of your book again. It would be great. The name of the book is Demystifying the Out-of-Body Experiences. Demystifying the Out-of-Body Experiences. Okay, that's great. We can find that on Amazon. Yes, you can find it on Amazon. Also, there is a, the website of the book oh. is learnobes.com. Learn OBEs. It says OBES. Right. Exactly. OBES.com. Learn OBES.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lewis, for a great conversation today. And to our listeners, our home base is we don't die.com. And there you can find links to past episodes, our upcoming psychic and medium classes and medium demonstrations, our free Sunday gathering, a copy of my book, free support through grief, 
a great Facebook group who speaks this language of the afterlife and so much more. I urge all of us to remember this episode that we're not in college. We came here to life to experience it. That's why we're here. So live it fully. I'm Sandra Champlain, and you've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.